Welcome to the NCC More podcast, where we take some time to just add a little bit more value to Sunday's message. This past Sunday was amazing. We heard part three of our Come and See series where Pastor Philip talked about the three problems that we all have with proclaiming the good news about Jesus to others. The first problem he talked about was our past experiences, and I know I can so understand this one because I have tried over the years to tell other people about Jesus or talk to them about the gospel, and I've had some really, really bad experiences um, trying to do that. The second thing we talked about was our present emotions, just the fear that comes over us, like, am I going to do this right? What what are they going to say? Are we going to be friends after this? All of the things that come with actually following through with sharing the gospel with someone. But then the third thing that we talked about, and for me, this was one of the most powerful things that, that Philip said on Sunday was that sometimes we just don't have the proper expectations. And for me, that one just jumped out and in a real way because that is an obstacle that I have struggled with in the past and that I still struggle with when it comes to telling other people about Jesus. And I've struggled with it so much that I've really had this sense that as a Christian, as a disciple, I was failing. Um, really, at the core of it, I've believed even that I was failing God in some way and that you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't equipped for it, that I was missing that magic secret sauce or whatever that is. I just thought that when I shared Jesus with people, that next day, you know, the next hour, they were going to come crying to me, telling me, I did it, Clarissa, you know, I, 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 Jesus, I'm following Jesus now, I'm a Christian, and that just doesn't happen for me. And so I really did feel like there was something wrong with me. And I, when he talked about that on Sunday, I thought if someone had told me this when I first started following Jesus, things would have been so different. When I first started following Jesus, I was obsessed with leading other people into that moment. On Sunday, he talked about us just trying to get people to the moment, and that's what I was obsessed with. And I don't remember if it was that I was taught that, that that's how it was always supposed to look, or maybe it was just something that I assumed. I didn't even think about the fact that it took me years to get to the place where I decided to follow Jesus. I just assumed that when I was doing it with other people, they would automatically just buy in to what I was saying. When it comes to sharing Jesus with others, having the proper expectations is so important. And Philip said something so powerful on Sunday He said, it's not about the moment, it's about movement, and that it's the movement that creates the miracle, and that has just sat with me ever since Sunday morning, that the movement is what creates the miracle, and that word movement really got me thinking, not just about the movement that others have to make to follow Jesus, but also the movement that it will take for me personally to be the kind of person that leads people to Jesus. And the first thing that popped up in my head um, was our growth track. Growth track is something that we do here at North Point that helps people along in their spiritual journey. And in growth track step two, we actually talk about the movement that it takes for us as Christ followers to share him with others. I want to share those four. Uh, We'll just call them movements for the sake of this podcast today that we will all have to live out if we really want to reach our world for Christ. And that first movement 
is that we have to accept the personal responsibility. We're never going to invite somebody else into a relationship with Jesus if we don't for ourselves embrace the fact that that's what we're actually supposed to be doing. That Matthew 28, 18 and 20, you know, Jesus' last words to his disciples, go into all the world and make disciples, that that wasn't just for them in that time, but that's actually for us today. We have to accept that responsibility Um, And I think that's what I love so much about this series is we're not saying, hey, this is a pastor's job or this is a missionary's job or an evangelist's job. We're saying this is all of our responsibility if we follow Christ. And so that's the first movement that we have to make. And I think sometimes that's the hardest movement for people to make to actually start walking this thing out. But then the second movement uh, that we all have to do to engage um, to really reach our world is to to take the time to build a personal relationship with other people. Um, again, in the world that we live in, it's so fast paced. Our calendars are full. We already have all of these plans, and so we don't have time built into our day to day life to just sit with people and to build personal relationships with them. I think there's creative ways that we can do this. But I want to share a verse with you that really helped me to embrace the fact that this was something that was scriptural, that I should be building personal relationships with other people. Proverbs 1130, the seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. I'll never forget hearing that verse for the first time. And I thought, this is actually scriptural. Like, you want me to win friends, God? Like, you want me to to have people in my life, to be friends to people, that it's actually a wise thing to do? Um, That's how we evangelize our world. That's how we proclaim the gospel, by building one personal relationship at a time. Winning friends is wise, but it takes time. There's a pastor in Texas who I love and respect, and and I was watching one of um, his sermons, uh, one of his Sunday sermons, and he was talking about taking this kind of thing and, and making it so personal for him was that he goes out of his way every day, every week to get gas. He goes to a gas station that's totally out of the way, but he met a man in this gas station who works there. And he decided he wanted to take the time to build a personal relationship. It actually cost him something. He goes out of his way. Um, I think he mentioned something like the gas isn't even the cheapest in town. But, But he has taken that responsibility on to actually win this man to Jesus is that he'll he's willing to go out of his way. Listen, it's going to take time, but this is the only way that we win our, win our world. We win our world one relationship at a time. So we have to accept the personal responsibility. We have to take the time to build personal relationships with people. And then the third movement that we all have to make is we have to be willing and ready to share our own personal story. Not just like, let me take you through Romans and and read you these verses. That doesn't speak to a person who doesn't know Jesus. If someone's completely unchurched and they've never even heard about the gospel, your story is going to do more for them than verses out of a Bible. So we have to think, how did we meet Jesus? What has he done for us? 1 Peter 3.15, again, these are the verses that have really shaped my understanding of sharing the gospel. In 1 Peter 3.15, it reads, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. 
always be ready to explain it. What if you are always ready to tell somebody why you're following Jesus? Do you think God might give you more opportunities to explain why you follow Jesus? I think that um, on Sunday, Philip talked about for him, he practices his narration. He doesn't, um, a couple of Sundays ago, actually, he talked about, you know, thinking through what he was going to say when the time came. And I think that's what we have to do. We have to practice our story. Sometimes as God is leading people toward that moment, you know, that final moment, whatever that looks like for them, he's going to open a door for you to tell them your story. But we have to be ready. And so the, the easiest way I found to do this is to just try to write my own personal story down in seven to ten sentences. It, it's about three minutes, and I've meditated on it, and I've thought about it. You know, how would I say this? If someone finally did come up to me and say, Clarissa, tell me. Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about this hope. I want to be ready to tell them my story. So we have to be ready to tell our story. But then the fourth movement that we're going to talk about today is that we also have to be ready and willing to give a personal invitation. And that could be to invite them to coffee. And maybe that first coffee invite, that little meetup that you guys do, all you do is talk about your favorite coffee. <laughs> all you do is talk about your favorite show. You know, you talk about their kids, your kids. This isn't some formula. You're, you're building a personal relationship. You can invite them to your house, cook some spaghetti, open up a, a can of Prego and just invite them to your table. It's so much simpler than we make it. Invite them to your small group. If you're in a small group that you love, that you go to every week, that's a great place to invite someone in who is hungry, who's curious about Jesus. Invite them to sit with you at church. I remember when I used to work outside of the church, this was one of my favorite things to do. My coworkers, man, they probably got tired of me asking them to come to church with me, but I would literally bring them to church if I had to. I would sit by them. If they wanted to sit in the back, I sat in the back. Whatever it took, invite people to sit by you at church. And if they're still not ready to make the step to come inside the church, hey, text them the link to our YouTube feed. Whatever it takes, give a personal invitation follow up, follow through. And if God does lead you to that big quote unquote moment, then right where you are over the phone in your home, you can invite them. You can do it to pray a short prayer of uh, prayer of commitment so they can have a moment to look back on for the rest of their life. And it doesn't have to be perfect. My sister led my brother-in-law to Jesus over the phone she had definitely built a personal relationship with him. They were engaged to be married. And one night, about three in the morning, she was just like, okay, hey, let's, are, you, are you ready? What do you want to do? Do you want to try it? And she led him to Jesus over the phone. And he's still serving God today. He's a leader in our church. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be. You can say it with them. You can let them repeat it after you. It could be something so simple. Jesus, I believe in you. Please forgive me of all my sins. I'm ready to follow you. Thank you for your blood. Give me strength. Whatever it is, don't trip up on the words. Just be led by the Spirit. And this is what we can know. As we share our faith with our friends and our family and our neighbors, we're always going to have to push through these expectations, these problems, these fears. But we're going to have to just do it. Because when we share Jesus with people, 
We can't control their responses, but we can offer them an invitation. That's our job, to invite them to come and see. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for joining us for the NCC More podcast. Join us this Sunday for part four of Come and See. We'd love to see you at 930 or 1115. Believe me, it's going to be a message you don't want to miss.